Hi, everybody. And we're being interrupted because guess who's back? We have uh, the lilacs are finally wilting in my neighborhood. And mine, too. Mine. But returning, yeah. it is the Baron. Steve's back. Hey, hello. And Greg is off doing jazz stuff or working or something. So Susie's back to be guest host. Just with well, us. hey! And she's very... <laughs> we have to tell her to... Come out of her shell. Yeah, she's the reserve. We're very yeah. happy to have yeah. as a guest, my friend. And we have uh, we have this Steve. Probably like if I talk about musicians who are Rochester institutions, we have one who is, and one Steve who should be institutionalized over here. <laughs> I think that's. I, I think either applies. But this is uh, Steve Lyons. Welcome to the show, man. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be anywhere these days. Uh, yeah, uh, anywhere but a hospital or the morgue. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what that's like. Being in the hospital sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the joke, the thing with Steve, too, is like, that's Steve. Steve? Well, you're the Baron for this show, because okay. I'm going to start goofing Baron Vaughn. You're Baron Vaughn. <laughs> but before <laughs> this stuff happened, we would run into each other all the time. I'd be taking my dog for a walk in the park. There'd be Steve playing. <laughs> I swear, one time you waved to me. I was walking, you went by, and you stopped your car and said hi. <laughs> I, Probably I think did. it was you. Probably did. Yeah. I like yeah. your shirt, by the way. Oh, thanks. Annie just got Lions this for me. is. Oh, Annie, by the way. If you is see the picture, Steve's, you'll see the shirt. When are you guys gonna get married? Uh, hopefully later this summer. Okay. We we kind of it was one of those You're things. Not married. Where we, we what's that? I thought you were married. No, no. no. Well, I've, You're just I've happy. been I've been married twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that we know about. Yeah, that we know about. This one's the real deal. Yeah, this Annie one's, this is. One's the Annie's end. been a friend of mine for years, and when she and Steve started dancing, I was kind of like thinking to myself, "Oh my God, are they going to start dating?" If they start dating, the world is going to be a better place. <laughs> I really thought that. I wow. swear to you, I thought that. Yeah, we and then just, I go up to know. Annie, and I'm like, Annie, is it true? Are you and Steve? And she's like, yeah. She's yeah. nodding her head up and down, yes. And yep. she has this big smile on her face. And every time I see you guys, you have just this glorious glow. Yes. And in all the pictures, I see the yellows. Yes. Yeah, they look well, so happy. Oh, I'm getting the she's, tingles. She's that means the it's the truth. Well, yep. what was she's I saying to you about that? I'm saying I have to get away from all these artistic people I'm involved with. I need my Sarah Palin or MAGA girl. I need stability <laughs> <laughs> to throw my record collection out the first thing. You can find them all on TikTok. <laughs> but I'm just going to, something yeah. is. There you go. <laughs> I, I do not go on that thing at all. I don't want to know. You get sucked in. <laughs> Anyways, we're going up. One thing I want to ask before we talk about music is you mentioned the three Stooges thing to me, Baron Vaughn. We have to, we have to bring out some Stooges. <laughs> Joe Besser not allowed. No. I'm liking him, man. It's like the oh, lost. no. I'm telling you because I've never seen him because I always just, uh, it's Joe Besser. I've been watching them on MeTV. Yeah, they do those snippet ones. They're not that great, but it's just like, because it's like new, I kind of got sucked in. Same with with my drummer, Brian. It's like, holy shit, it's like the lost episodes. And while we still have viewers, if you said that. (laughs) uh, Not so loud. Oh, not so hard. (laughs) But what was was that Stooges fact about Walter Brennan, wasn't it? Yeah. um, (laughs) I'm watching a documentary on Walter Brennan. This is such serendipity. The dude looked like that. Yee, Walter Brennan. (laughs) He was was one of the ones where there were nights. I think it's Nutsy Nights. And it's with with Curly. It's a Curly one. At the beginning, their dad calls him into the bedroom. And I never knew this. Watched it a thousand times. 
laying in the bed, the one that says that, you know, you were, were originally of royalty, you need to go back home and help the queen, it's Walter Brennan. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my, once I noticed it, I was like, holy shit. Okay, Knuckleheads, I want to be serious now for a minute. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about, like, the first bands I ever saw you and Steve. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I was thinking of some of your bands. And I might be right, my brain might be frazzled. It was the Energets, the Dukes, and King Juke, at least. Yeah, King Juke would have been the first. Okay. That, that, uh, I was in bands in high school, then uh, straight out of high school, started a kind of a folk trio, and we moved to Massachusetts, and were there through the 70s. Nobody would ever know the name of the band was Softwater. We do now. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then I moved back uh, after getting divorced the first time in 1979 and started King Juke with uh, Alex Deschlankovich. Um, and then we, we were together for about five or six years, went through a bunch of different players, then that evolved into the Energets. Uh, the Untouchables first, then the Energets, because we found out the Untouchables were a ska band that had a big hit. Plus a TV <laughs> show. Yeah, that too, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it became the Untouchables, then we changed the name to the Energets, and then uh, went through a, another period of transition and uh, eventually ended up with the uh, legendary Dukes for 22 years. So... And I'm still playing. I've got multiple bands that don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Story of musicians doing this yes. stuff. Yeah. Sure. And really, what got you into it, like, beginning? Like, what kind of, like, you seem like you're all over the map for music. Well, I, I was I was exposed to country music at a very young age. Um, my, my mother was from West Virginia. We used to go down there when I was a little kid. Um, a lot, and the only the only radio that was on was either country, gospel, or you know, hillbilly music. If it was music, it was a lot of a lot of talk radio preaching and whatnot. So I got exposed to country music when I was a kid, and didn't really care for it because that was my dad's thing, you know. Did yeah. you ever hear the story? Maybe it's not true, but when Buddy Rich died, supposedly his last words were. Ain't as bad as country music. <laughs> <laughs> I had That's a story that. you don't know if it's true or not. It, it, or... Uh, knowing Buddy, well, not knowing Buddy, but yeah. Knowing uh, his rep. Yeah, yeah, knowing his rep. Because I guess like he came up, he, he knew Carmen, Epipiece, whatever. I read his book, he uses both of them. But I guess he said, you know, rock drummers suck, but I like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a man of a little bit of confidence in himself. Just a bit. Just yeah. a little bit. He was also one of the best drummers. Oh, ever. see, that's the thing. Absolutely he my backed favorite it drummer up. in the world. I think the only yeah. drum duel he lost was the animal on the Muppet Show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's the thing. It. I always he respect people. I call it confidence. <laughs> and I like Steve I and I, we're part of the yeah. the, 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 the bear in here. <laughs> we're part of, like, the Telly Savalas fan club, the Lee Marvin fan club. Mm-hmm. And we think, like, people, you, you're not arrogant, but you hold yourself with confidence. Then you back it up, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, it, it, going back to your original question, yeah. um, so I, I was exposed to country music, was not a big fan, later on developed a huge appreciation for it. But what really set me off was obviously, I was 11 years old, the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. Mm-hmm. I, I was just starting to learn how to play guitar, and 
I saw the effect that they had on my female cousins. And I was like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> this is what I want to do from now on. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> Ever since. You just got that and you never stopped. Yeah. Yes, and I then know. they finally found the one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's, but I remember, like, Susie, the first time I ever saw you, I think, was in Earl Cram. Did yeah. you ever do anything before that? Oh, yeah. I, I might have seen you before then, not well, known. You, you never know. you wouldn't have, because well, I was in San Francisco. Oh, and I, I was in Alexandria for yeah. the 90s. So I didn't in look. San Francisco, I started a band with a bunch of people called Bond Me Up. We played a couple places, but it wasn't. it didn't really go anywhere, because we were all in college, and I took off. I was the flake. I was the... I was one of the lead singers. But I flaked all the time. I was the only one who had responsibility with a child. And all the other people were like, come on, man. we got to get together and jam. We'll be home by 7 in the morning. Don't worry. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I, I can't do this. So I went back to Rochester. And, well, when I was 19, I played with a couple people. And I sang in a couple punk bands. But it just wasn't for me because I'm a blues singer. And a soul singer, so I just it I couldn't get that growl that I wanted at that age. So when I came back, I started with Sam LaCara, may he rest in peace, in a band called Edith Head. I've heard of them. Yeah, well, we there were two Edith Heads. Paj Koskol, my friend, had a band named Edith Head the same time we had. A band named Edith was Head. Was she a costume designer? She in was a Hollywood. Pop. Yes, she was. Uh, uh, go. yes. uh, good job, Steve. Good job. I really impressed the fuck out Barons, of myself. Barons, so we don't goof it up. Barons, yeah, Barons. The Baron. Le Baron. And um, so Sam had written all this stuff. I, he, We met because my daughter was three at the time, and I was looking for a babysitter, and his wife, well, girlfriend, whatever you want to call her, I call her wife, her name was Rachel. Um, Rachel would watch my daughter and her daughter. And one day I was singing, and he's like, oh, my God, you can sing. And I'm like, whatever. You know, I, I wasn't really thinking anything of it because I was a pastry chef. I didn't really care about being in a band. He's like, you, you just got to do it. And he talked me into it. And I hesitantly went up on stage at uh, um, Token Joe's. And Rob Florida was there. God, I love you, Rob. And I absolutely thought Rob Florida could do no wrong. Anytime I saw him, my heart would pitter-patter because I thought he was one of the best drummers in the city of Rochester. And, and I'm just like every band, basically, that was yeah, playing at one and, time. And <laughs> I'm just like, I would look at him, and I, just, I couldn't even look at him because I was such a huge fan of his. And... He's there with a bunch of other people, and I'm like, I better put on a show for this guy, because if I don't, I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. And then we started playing at the Bug Jar, and then, you know, and this was before Greg joined. It was with, well, no, Greg was there, and it was also with Dave Shaheen and myself. So it was set Sam, Dave Shaheen, Greg Andrews, and myself, and that's when I was Susie Whitney, before I got married to Don Blair. 
which is my first and only marriage, and I'm, I plan to keep it that What way. are we talking about, like, marriage? Is this our marriage episode? Dude, it's, it is. it's important. It's important. We talk about the loves of our lives. But like, Come on the Barons band is the only one I could be the lead vocalist for. That's <laughs> absolutely right. But was this your first endeavor into this stuff? I want to use the word endeavor. <laughs> Me? Tombstone, yeah. You had to do other stuff before this, I think. Well, actually, yeah. I mean, I started playing, like, around 17... I was already well versed. I was a big rock guy. And I was already into drugs and I was pretty good with chicks. <laughs> I was I was, you know, much handsomer and slimmer and good looking back then. <laughs> but I didn't think and you know, I thought you had to be like like British and, and otherworldly to play guitar. Yeah, Steve, did you did you ever work on like a Liverpool accent? Or did you <laughs> I no. did. Good. No. Yeah, we I all did. I managed to develop one, but I never worked on it. <laughs> but growing up in Henrietta, nobody played guitar. I didn't know anyone that played anything. Then when I was 16, almost 16, we moved to Brighton. And I went there for a year before I got kicked out. But all these people were playing in bands. And most of them sucked. Most of them were like douchebags. Mm-hmm. And I got sick of like strangers constantly coming up to me and going, tell me about your band. What's your band's name? I'm like, I don't even play anything. What the fuck? And then the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I might not be able to be Richie Blackmore or Jimmy Page. But. But. This. <laughs> maybe. And then my mom got me a guitar for my 16th birthday, and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah. Well, that's like all the, the perils of being a fan of alternative music in a Catholic suburban school like I was, where you're supposed to like basically three or so bands, and I would just get, who are these guys in your locker? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> and now I bet all those people are wearing the t-shirts, doing yep. all that. But a good question to ask all musicians is like being on the scene for so long, how, how would you say, in obviously COVID now, but in terms of, how's it changed over the decades, do you think? Has it stayed the same and changed? I can't talk about well, that. Well, we have the other two. Like, yeah, because I, I moved back here in 90, and I was so sick and strung out that I wasn't even, I, I didn't even think I could ever play again. So it took about 15 years before I started even like thinking again. Mm-hmm. So by the time Tombstone finally started, after two false starts with schmucky singers, our first gig was the first time I was on stage in 20 years. Which well, I know, like I'm thinking, like even, I right? never was at that club, the Orange Monkey. I've heard a lot of stuff. Oh about yeah. That. I never was at that one. Maybe I was yeah, just I mean, a little young. I used to hang out in the back. Yeah. I couldn't get in, but where was that? Little trolls. I remember the yeah. little trolls from they the used arcade, to, the Penny Arcade. They used to play right. the, the monkey. All it was in we, Henrietta. Yeah, okay. we we played there a few Jefferson. times back back in the day. It was. Uh, it was a weird place. You know, it was, a meat, it was mostly a meat market. You know, it was guys going there trying to act slick and pick up girls. Okay. And girls dressing up trying to get picked up. Or it was not like a rock bar meat market. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With there the was, hair there and There was everything. a bunch of them back back then. Um, the, the Glass Onion was another good example. Mm-hmm. O- only a much cooler place. Cooler people. The, the monkey was kind of... Hoity toity people, you know. Yeah. Everybody would see you with your hair's a little too long, and uh, you know, you I think my biggest it. thing was the obvious one was Scorgies. Oh, oh Scorgies, yeah. That was my second home. That yeah, was that was. And place. the thing was, it was like I even got it back in those days, nobody was as big about IDs or anything. So, nope. yeah. Nope, not there. at all. Don yeah. Scorgie was awesome, man. He was, yeah. he was great. I, I, let me tell you a quick Scorgie story. Mm hmm. 
when I first moved back here in 79, he had just opened, mm-hmm. basically. And me and a friend of mine, uh, the bass, who ended up being the bass player for King Juke, <laughs> we'd go to Scorgies pretty much every day because we weren't employed. And we'd eat, drink, and run a tab. And at one point, I'm sure our tab was in the four figures. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> months and months and months and months of just going down there, have a, have a burger, drink beer all day. Yeah, put it on my tab. Yeah, put it on my tab. So finally, after we started playing there and I started making some money, take it out of I, I told Don, I was like, Scourge, I got a tab back there that's got to be huge. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I'll, I'll go get it for you. I go, I can't pay the whole thing, but, you know, let me pay off part of it. So, yeah, 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 I'll go get it. And he never came back. <laughs> so this went on for about a month. Don, uh, about that tab. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go look for it. I think uh, one of the girls found it yesterday. <laughs> and he'd never come back. And then finally, after a while, I just stopped asking. And uh, like a year later, I said, Don, whatever happened to my tab? He just laughed. <laughs> He, so uh, my for, dad, he sold cars at Bob Johnson down Scorsese. Yeah, dad, right, right. So my dad tells me, he goes, "This is guy that I sold bought the car from. He says like he owned. I know he used to go there. I think his name was Squeaky. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's like oh Scorgy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then about oh I don't know three or four years ago, Scorgy came up. He he moved out of town and everything. He came up and he came to see me play one night. And he, I saw him walking. We were at Smoking Joe's. We're in the mm-hmm. backyard. Mm-hmm. And I see Scorgy come through the door. And I'm like, and he goes, don't say that. Don't say nothing. He goes, I'm, I'm incognito. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I talked to him for a while. I said, Don, let me buy you a beer. He goes, yeah, all right. So he, he, I hand him his beer. And I go, enjoy that. That's probably the most expensive beer you've ever had in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and I reminded him of the bar tab. And he just he just rolled his eyes and laughed. I remember I'm, honey wheat was like the biggest thing to him. Honey wheat, honey. Oh you yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember that's like I always say: no musicians ever announced my birthday because they had one fateful night at Abilene when Greg Townsend was playing, and he told everybody it was my birthday and everybody wanted to buy me drinks, and the rest <laughs> was well, three days later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that's, I think, part of the scene. And Smoking Joe's, I'll say, that's a great venue. I love that place. Oh, my God. How are they doing? Yeah. I mean, they Susie, they are, are doing th- wonderful. Yeah. They are doing great. They've had so much hardship. And let yeah. me tell you something. The Pizzo family are very tight. And I, I feel that you and I, Steve Lyons, are a part of the Pizzo family. Joe oh, yeah. and Anne yeah. are wonderful people. They've had so much loss. And our darling Jilly Bean, Jillian, and her family. Yeah. Jillian has has gone through a lot, also. Well, and, yeah, they they've lost so many. And grandson, daughter, you know, bartenders. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. But so, he's doing good. He's doing really good. They've re- started remodeling the the bar. We just went in on last Sunday and talked to them, you know, about booking gigs because we love playing there. I love it's fun. Every fun. time we play there, we feel so safe and warm. I feel like yeah. I'm in Mama's womb. Yeah. Seriously, I feel like I walk in and I'm in the TARDIS, and I can nothing can go wrong <laughs> for real. And um, you know. He just puts on this great face, and he's, he, Joe, let me tell you a story about Joe. Joe knows that I've been ill, and I am one of their um, 
Reiki healers. I work Reiki on them. So one day he's like, you don't get enough healing yourself. I'm going to take you to my doctor. So I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. He goes, I'm going to take you to my doctor. I'm going to take you to my doctor. Ten years later, we finally get to the doc. Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff. Yes. He sits me down. He's my doctor, he's, too. He's wonderful. This man is absolutely wonderful. He feels over me. He goes, you got a problem with your liver. you got a problem with your kidneys. you got a problem with your pancreas. You need to stop drinking alcohol. You can drink beer if you want, but I really think that you just need to lay off the alcohol whatsoever. And I'm like, yeah, yep, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. You know, he sticks a bunch of needles in me. I get out, and my literally the next day, the psoriasis was gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. And then I, I'm a rebellious little brat. Okay. I don't like to be told what to do. You tell me I'm, I need to quit drinking. So what do I do? Drink. I start drinking more. So what do I do? I get a bottle of tequila and I drink the tequila down. Then I go for the whiskey and I go for the vodka. (laughs) By probably four months later, I have psoriasis patches all over my body again because I'm stressed out, totally strung out on alcohol. And I finally put myself into rehab. I quit drinking. I'm eight months sober now. And it's all thanks to Dr. Jeff for saying, you really need to quit this shit. He's the guy. And it's because of Joe Pizzo that I quit. And every time I go there, he's like, I got you covered. Don't you worry about a thing. He's a wonderful man. I think that's a common denominator over the decades with music, like our type of music in a community like ours is, it's like when Caitlin Yarsky was on the podcast recently, my friend Mike asked how we met. And I always know how people, I always know how people, like how I met people, but I said, well, we knew everybody in common. And I think that's one of the great things about the music community. You go out, you make friends, you feel at home in our little thing. And anybody's welcome to come out to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not like if you're going to some big show and nobody knows who you are or anything else. I'll tell you something else with, with, with Smoking Joe's. He has this wonderful dog named Zero. <laughs> Zero yep. is the best little staffy that you could ever I've seen. I've seen it. Oh, he's wonderful. If Zero doesn't like you... You are not able to come in because Zero likes everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I think I've only seen it one time that Zero growled at someone, and Joe's like, "You gotta leave." Yeah, yeah. They know. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah. And, well, you're not playing there, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I get along with animals. I'm, no, always, I'm the guy that gets. Zero oh, would my fall cat's, in love with you. cat's not gonna. Don't even. Try, cat's on my lap. Fuck, he hates everyone. Like, yeah. I had one. My house pay had people one like have a that problem. That was like yeah, Satan or whatever. <laughs> That's the question I always I like ask too. In terms of how did COVID, in terms of your doing your music, because I'm sure you're used to playing out so much, and all of a sudden you have to stop. And did you like? How did you really deal with that? Well, I was just talking to Steve about that before. Well, now it's like, you want to share it with yeah. the class, Baron? Yeah. <laughs> You're just so fast. Mr. <laughs> Impatience. I know, right? Me and him were like the only ones that like stopped playing. It was like depressing to think about the guitar. Yeah. I pick it up and I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> Probably yeah. also because I had that almost 20 years of quarantine, basically. I'm like, you know, this is like, no, not now. Fuck. Why did this happen 15 years ago? I had nothing. I would have sat at home happily. So I just focused on the radio show. That's, otherwise, I probably would have hung myself. Mm. It's horrible. And, you get, and again, like we did, we had to put this That's on hiatus, and I 
perfectly fine with doing so because of guests and I am Oh, it's right. dealing with that's way more important than this. But you, I think, did you start? Because I know Mike did too. You, could you start doing it from home or somewhere? Or you just come. No. To, you came to the studio. Just nobody was there. Yeah. Well, the studio was closed for a while, like almost a month and a half. And whoever has their own home studio would pre-record and send it in. Luckily, I didn't realize there was like just enough archived shows of mine that it covered. Hmm. I thought there were only two or three. It turned out to be, you know, like, whatever, six weeks worth, seven weeks huh. worth. And I was the first live person because the show before me is pre-recorded. Armin's on after me. He's pre-recorded. So they're like, hey, Steve's Armin. an idiot. Armin Let's push him awesome. in. So I don't see anybody. I zip in the studio by myself and go home. So I was the first live one. It was Fucking great! I was so glad to be back. I think Steve, you went to you were. I think you were at Greg's signing at those guitars. I oh yeah, I saw, I saw you. Yeah. The funny part, the story I told, I told Mike Murray this. So I'm talking to Greg. I go to walk out. Armin's looking at me. I say, "How are you doing?" I go, "You're messing up. I can actually get through this lane to get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> Because I remember, like, his wife going on there. She'd go, I always tell him to clean it up. And I, that's part of the charm. Yeah. you got to dig you deep. You never know what deep. you're going to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. house, man. That place is... <laughs> and if you play... I know, now, Susie's going to play... You're going to play at the... Like, Steve, last I gig I saw with the Baron was at I-Square. If you played there, Steve? And Susie, I think you played there. Yeah, I, let me tell you the date. You guys talk. I'll tell you the date in a few I, seconds. I played there uh, two years ago with uh, my country band, our own worst enemy. I know, Sue, you played there before. Oh, you played on our radio. Did, oh, did you? Yeah, we had yeah. to get you on early. Yeah. We had a, a Rochester Free Radio uh, day. Yeah. And, you know, they were like, try to get some different kind of bands. And I was like... I know a really cool country band. Did you give out transistor radios that they were free, or like did they? Did you? I wasn't really there. Put some money into. I was it doing my show. I still listen to like all your shows on that little transistor <laughs> I got. I think it's July twenty fourth. Yeah, it's, now it's, I remember. Yeah. It's, 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 it's finally 24th. going. Mad. You played there before. I've seen you there. Yeah, we've we've played many times. It's a great there. venue, yeah. though. It's great. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'll tell you my stories of of house guitars. I've been going there since I was a kid. You know, because I grew up in Roch in the city. But I also grew up in Aronaquit. So I would always walk to, I mean, I would always either hang out at Record Archive or I'd hang out at The Hog. Every time I'd see Bruce, he'd say hi. So he'd literally watch me grow up from this little girl to now. And every time I see him, Susie, hi, how you doing? And every time I see him, he's like, you gonna pick up a guitar? You gonna <laughs> just, just pick up a guitar and play. I just want to hear you play. I like the way you play the 12th string. Just go sit down and play for me. I really like it. And he goes, are you in a band? And I'm like, I am. He goes, I'm going to book you. All right. He's just the nicest person ever. And every time I see Armand, he's like, I don't understand. And he talks about our band. Like, he goes, I love that singer. She was like, great. he was fine. Like, when I saw him, we were real pleasant. He's like, she's know. a great singer. She's amazing. And every time he sees me, he's like, Hmm. He like he's like so shy and I'm like, dude, you gotta talk to me. So Armand, next time I see you, you need to look me in the eye and give me a big old hug and a kiss on the cheek because you and I deserve it. <laughs> That's one thing too. I think a lot of people I know like for so me, bossy. I know the Baron especially <laughs> the Baron too. A lot of our, I love you. A lot of our things we would do is uh, like all the music we'd be ordering. We'd be waiting for those packages to come over the. You know, the 
the pandemic. It would be right. what's in the mail today. Right. But I think a lot of people miss out these days. You could go online and get anything. The good old hunt for music in our day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were like oh. very few shows on TV, maybe like like Midnight Special. Yep. Soul Train, a couple others. You, right. You'd have to find stuff. And the way you, the way you'd find it too is like your friend would find it. And say, hey, have you heard of this? Oh, if you heard of this, and that's how you would find out. Yeah. Whereas now everything's out there. Do you know? Yeah. What he, do you know what I used to do as a kid after high school? I was 16 years old, and I started to start my own cleaning business. I have a cleaning business, and I clean houses. I'm not doing it anymore. It's too much. But at I went 16? at 16. At yeah, 16. Productive I went, young lady. Yep. Yeah, I went to uh, Godiva. Uh, on Monroe Avenue, and then I went to, I, I can't remember the name of the little shop where Aaron's Alley used to be, but it was a clothing store. And then I would go to uh, Record Time with Dave, and then I would go to Movie Madness, and I would just go in and clean everything and work for trade. Dave! Dave, He yeah. hooked me up with my very first band. Freaking awesome. Yeah, band. what a great So dude. I'd go and I'd say, "My, this is what I would like. I'll come in once a week and go through all your stuff, clean all your clean all your albums, and leave with two to three albums a week of my choice. And he'd be like, okay, and with movie time, the same thing. Perfect. And Tom yeah. was like, yeah, girl, go for it. And we would just talk and shoot the shit. And my girlfriend, Stephanie... Stephanie is this wonderful girl that we used to hang out together at movie time. She came, I was at the hospital. She worked at Highland, and was when I was at the hospital last week, she came and visited me. And it was just like, we just talked about that. Anyway, I digress. Uh, that was my first business, and Dave was one of the first people that got me really into music. He was just such a great guy. Great guy. Hmm. Steve, this is especially for you, talking about the music scene. How did you sing... Is it pretty much, like, in terms of how has it stayed the same and changed over these decades in terms of a working musician for places to play, crowds, everything else? Well, we're still getting paid about the same as we were in the 70s. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. And, and that, yeah, it is true. Sad. It is it's true. Sickening. Or worse, even. It's sickening. But, um, Slave wages for, for music. Yeah, but... What but, I hate is, like, people that, why don't, why don't you play for free? What? Well, no, you've heard. I've heard that from so many oh, people. Yeah. They don't think like artists like you should be paid for your work. Okay, yeah, well, right, why don't you right. work for free? Why don't that's you? That's what I say. That's yeah. what I say. It's a job. It's I mean, a, it's it really a, it's is. a business. It's a, it's a business. Yeah, people and, don't realize that. Yes, it's great. It's cool. But it's like a friend of mine. It's like, why don't you draw something for me? Well, you're an artist. Well, I do commissions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you so, go so what yourself? were you saying? <laughs> what were we talking? about? We're talking about how the music scene changed. In some ways, it's changed. A lot, but um, what I see lately, especially amongst the older musicians, is that there's a huge, huge camaraderie mm-hmm. that was always there, but now it's really pronounced. Especially, you know, when you, you know we're losing some of our friends, uh, people are dying or getting sick. People are just coming together a lot more than they used to. There's no. Uh, and this is especially true of the older musicians. There's no competition. I mean, yeah, we we're vying for the same jobs, but it's like, hey, you get the gig, great, God bless you. You know, more power to you. We'll I'll come out there. and see you play. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and, uh, and largely the way it stayed the same is the pay. You know, and and the venues have changed, but really not much has changed in that regard. And plus, what I'm seeing too. As an older musician, we're starting to age out. I mean, our audiences are starting to age out. They're not going out as much as they used to, 
or on the other hand sometimes some of them their kids are off to college now and so they have more disposable income more free time and they're going out more mm-hmm. i'm seeing some of that too so it's a little of and I'd like to always, I try, one of the parts, things that I try to do with this show is say, support your local musicians. Guess what? Go see what you like. Go see what you don't know yet because you might like it. Yeah, that's Because yeah. one thing I always true. say, like I always say, we know every, like we all know each other. I'll go to a show, like say, the Abilene, because I just saw Susie there. I'll know everybody there. It's yeah. like seeing friends. And I think that's the thing. I want to see other people who've never been there before. Because right. guess what? Try it. You might like it. <laughs> you know, there were, there were like, the, the show that we played at Abilene. And you're right, Steve. It This musical community is amazing. Bob Olson broke his leg last year. Steve sat in with us a couple times and, and played with us for the for our show. And he, he did a great job. And it was a oh, lot of fun. Thanks. And I thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. And Bob, you, you went up also. I remember when you came up and sang some songs with her at one show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Bob Olson's like, oh my God, that is so awesome. I've always looked up to Steve. He was one of the main reasons that I wanted to become a guitarist. <laughs> he said that at, at rehearsal. That's why you were the Baron, because I don't think anybody yeah. said that to you. <laughs> no, but I have my Steve Lyons story. There we go. Oh. One of our first shows we played at montage it was with dang and krypton 88 oh yeah diesel twang and thunder yeah so i didn't know steve but and like i said i was like out of the the whole scene for like two decades but i always see his name in free time so i knew i knew he was like a dude that plays all over the the place so we were on last we finished and this dude comes up introduces himself and i don't know what he said but like basically you're a badass guitar player. Yeah. And I was like... That's the gist of it. Yeah. You really I, are. That was so fucking nice, man. I, well, I guys, never forgot that. You guys you guys uh, knocked me out, you know? Oh. I was expecting, you know, uh, kind of garage surf and probably not real great. And um, I I was really surprised because the, the talent was there. And yeah. it, it didn't hurt, Thanks. too. I had met Dennis... And I liked him a lot, just as a person. Everyone knew Dennis. And and uh, Brian and I actually worked together for a while. Brian's worked with everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the as, music. You know, if you had a music industry job, yeah, you know Brian. Well, uh, we both worked for uh, ART. There you go. Uh, which was an offshoot it's, of uh, MSR. MSR. Yeah. It's yeah. And I got to. I, I met him way back then. And then when I heard of that was the first time I ever heard him play. I, I didn't even know. I knew he he was a musician, but I did I'd never heard him play. So I don't think back then he was in a band or anything. Yeah, he was in like a like a party kind of band. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah. But I I never got a chance to hear him. And then when I caught you guys, I was like, hey, these guys are really good. <laughs> you know, you got your niche, and you know what it is, and you 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 look it, you sound it, and you act it. Definitely. And it, it was it was a, it was a great show. Thanks. Really great show. Definitely. But and then would, you didn't see me slip him the five afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but that meant a lot to me, man. Oh, well, see, that's the thing Before you that, when I was trying to start the band, I didn't have any references. I didn't realize how important that was. Well, who'd you play with? Well, I haven't played in like 20 years. Yeah, that doesn't go over big. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but you can't, you know, I could tell if we're going to fit in 10 minutes. You don't have 10 fucking minutes? Yeah. No. Yeah. And we'll, or, you know, we'll... 
if this is an instrumental band, you're the guitar player, you got to be good. So how come I never heard of you? Oh, my God. So I ate like so much shit before I finally got it together. So oh, when, sure. Someone sure. like you comes up and says, wow, you got your fucking rock, man. Thank you. Again, oh, I'll be thanking you the rest of my life. I've, 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 I've for all of you distractors, send your hate mail to. Yeah, <laughs> whenever, whenever um, anybody talks about instrumental bands in Rochester, I go to Tombstone Hands or Killer. Tombstone Hands. You know? Absolutely. I'll give you They're another cool. one. Harley Hills. He came. You had that show yeah. at the, the Archive. Yeah. You know, he comes up, and we don't see each other that often. We're talking, he goes, it's the best band in Rochester. Yeah. yeah. Really? Not Steve's, even you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's saying something. Harley's got good let taste. Let me tell you something, Baron. Your stage presence is on fire. The way you stand, and I'm standing with my legs apart, guys, right now, and I have the guitar in my hand, and I'm just like... I have this look on my face like, you all suck and I'm the best thing ever. <laughs> That's... And it's funny because I don't think that at but all. But <laughs> you know what? It makes me want to watch you more because you are on top of your game when you are on stage. You become something else. Well, yeah. The... And that makes me love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you're you absolutely right. You are amazing. I think you, found, you found the badass guitar. Yes. Was it my clothes? Absolutely. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the other thing too, you found your genre. I think both of you, you're all over the map. <laughs> you much. really are. And how do you like? How do you, in terms of like for your audience, you sort of like try to cater to the set to who where you're playing? Like in terms of like covers, originals, genres. I've heard you play country. I've heard you play rock. I've heard yeah. you play. Well, it, it, for starters, it depends on which band I'm with. And then um, when it's just like a jam type of situation, uh, we do a lot of that at shows where it's not a set band. It's just guys that have played together a bunch of times. I just try and read the audience and, and that and think, well, let's see. What can we do that we haven't done in a while that they might like? That's the big thing. So I just try and see what how, how this is going. Okay, if I throw something out there and it flops, I'll... Okay, make a mental note. Uh, don't do that again. <laughs> you get a bottle whizzing by your head. Oh, yeah. we'll cut that. <laughs> bad idea. Bad idea. You know when I get a kick out of like that? I've seen some shows where I'll look around, I'll see somebody mouthing the lyrics. Oh, yeah. That's yours, Baron. <laughs> yeah. No, but I see people playing, yeah, playing air the guitar. guitar. Oh, yeah, but yeah, when yeah, you yeah. see That's people cool. who are really cool. into and digging what you do, and I told Danny this during, because of the stuff I had going on the last couple of years, he, I came back, we were talking when Abilene opened, and I go, he's like, thanks for all your support. I go, no, thank you. You don't realize how the music carries you through the crappy times. Yeah. Now it's yeah. there from you go out, it's actually therapy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel not you feel welcome and you feel like among friends and you hear the music, it keep gets you go by the crap old times. You know, Danny Danny said to to me uh Friday night, he goes He's gotta be on the show too, because he never he says he wants to, yeah, but he never he, finds that time. We he can make we can make him have time. If I can go and help him garden, he he can make time. He's gonna have a hog time and throw him in the trunk. Absolutely. We've done that before to a couple of because this was this is like the first like the first week that he opened up shop and right. and we were like the second night and he goes you know I, I, I really apologize that I had to rush you off stage and stuff and I'm like this was great I said this was 
absolutely fantastic. I said, but next time it's a ticketed show. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then I go up to him and I'm like, oh my gosh, that sounds so rude and disrespectful because he's so nice to everybody. I'm like, Dan, I did not mean it that way. I really did. Well, not he said mean it to me because, you know, I go to all of Adriana's shows and mm-hmm. I went there early and he there was like another band playing and he goes I have to go check if you can come in because it's like two people stuck me by the bar and I'm like yeah we're friends but believe me during this crazy stuff yeah. I don't really care because you know you know how bad it must be to run a club having to deal with all this stuff oh my gosh he has to come out all the time he, he'd say to me he goes I can only have 25 people out there I can't have any more than that I have to turn people away and remember that right. the, the day Adriana played there too the weather sucks so we had to be inside inside yeah and that must have been really hard well number one they had a happy hour band so he was like saying I don't really want to kick people out but you know this was a show you, had a, you know you had the bands and stuff so it's just, can you imagine? It's like, I can't imagine being in like a service industry now. I've been worked in it for years because I would go, even being like a cashier at a store during all the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah. biting my lip. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, I've kept in touch with him throughout this whole, this whole COVID thing. And he's been struggling. So I'll do anything for Danny Deutsch to help him succeed and survive because he has done a lot for us as musicians oh, supporting yeah. us yeah. and making sure that we are treated nicely and and he's just very kind and sweet you know and i i just appreciate i, I appreciate the vent the venues yeah. I also think the one thing about Rochester, and like you're saying, unfortunately, I think we're getting to that age. We're seeing some things. I, you know, we see like things in life. People are dying. We're getting older. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing about Rochester, the kids are all right. I think the younger generation. We have so many great musicians yeah, around. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is is there anything you would tell them? Like in terms of like, get out like, of the fucking business. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> the thing. You're smart. Get a degree and get a, get a real job. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you'll end up like me. Yeah, or me. Exactly. <laughs> Old and poor. Yep. But it's great to see, and I always go. I, like, I was with three friends of mine. Like the one time, <laughs> I was I was actually at a show at the Bugger, and I'm talking to my friends. It was Michaela and it was Sam. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm telling these stories, and I'm going, Oh my. God, I was going to this place before you were born. <laughs> yeah, one of my best friends now is twenty-one. <laughs> and I got I got clothes that are older than him, but it's so cool. He's into like all this cool seventies music. I saw that one, and time. I love like looking at the world through his eyes. He's just starting to play. He's like learning to play guitar to Two Stone Hands record CD. And I saw. I told this story on here before. What did? Dick Dale appeared at the Hog before his show, so I went down to meet him. Dick being Dick, he was two hours late. <laughs> then I thought people were going to murder me behind me because he didn't stop talking. By the time we were done, he was inviting me to his house in California. <laughs> and I guess, but the thing was, what I saw behind me were there were these three kids in high school. You knew they were the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they really dug this music, and I'm going, now that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, now I've heard, like, from Adriana, Billie Eilish, and, like, I'll try. Oh, my God, I love Billie Eilish. Greg and Greg has arguments with me all the time. love Billie Eilish. She is, and you know who else I like? I mean, love. Let me, love, Ash Nico. 
and now, love. I've never heard it. Oh. I've heard Nico Case, obviously. Oh, Ash, yeah. Nico is this crazy horror, horror rap girl, and she's she's just, she wears blue wigs, and she's got this great makeup, and she's she's got an okay voice, but it's what she does with the song, and right. talks yeah, yeah. about her relationship like she's murdering the relationship with the person that was trying to who was the narcissist who was constantly gaslighting her saying that she was never going to go anywhere she made it in this business by covering herself in like fake blood and and having this other girl walk with her acting like she's like killing all the ex-boyfriends this that is going to be your favorite new band I think we're going to get that bad Ash Nico she's well she's I, I don't know She I think she lives in London I'm not sure but she's amazing and I love her, and she should freaking win a Grammy because she is wow. so talented. But that's the other thing about COVID, too, is, like, you think of a lot of older bands, and I think Stevie Nicks said this. She said, this was killing my last touring years. Like, some bands, we're not going to be able to go back because they're just going to be not be able to do it. Yeah. You know, Stones yeah. are supposed to tour in 20 Day to Cancel, The Who. <laughs> Yeah. Don yeah. wrote a song about the stones. Oh, <laughs> is it positive, negative, funny? Ain't we already got have, time we already... to die. <laughs> a mouth cries into a mic. <laughs> oh, because you know we already we already have the, we have the high rises. You made me look like Keith. <laughs> <laughs> they flatter their tongues in an act of delight. <laughs> Don is such. My husband Don Blair is such a hey, fucking Don. brilliant brilliant songwriter but i guess your inspirations so, come from i think these days just be alive you know for the pandemic <laughs> Plus watch combat when telly's on I especially would, rap patrol rap patrol for us the pandemic made us so much better as a couple and as a band because we continued to work on our music we continued to write and wxxi had us on their uh, home stage. Sound stage, home stage. Home stage. And uh, Teej Jenkins, who used to sing. Teej has been on the show. She's a yeah, friend. She's a great friend. She's one of my best oh, friends. Oh, she's great. She said, you know, she used to sing with Anonymous Willpower years ago. Who in this city hasn't played exactly. with your band? Well, well, <laughs> I never said You have to come you. up to play one time. Yeah, you'll have to play one time with us. Anonymous Willpower is basically a, a constant band of bunch of freaks who get together and we're on a caravan to take over the world to make it a brighter and better place and all you nasty people watch death note and you'll see what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> but what's i mean as always it seems like on these latest shows we could go on for three hours uh -huh. but the clock's tolling and tick tock we love to have you back, Steve. And of course, the Baron's always welcome. Thank you for one of the me. rare places <laughs> you are. It's true. What's going on? Are you back? You're back playing now, aren't you? You, Steve, yeah. Even then, yeah. Um, actually, I've got uh, a couple of things coming up. The country band is playing with uh, opening for Jeff Riles at Photo City, That's right? Uh, June 11th. I got a gig with uh, somebody. Oh, yeah, me and uh, Dave Riccioni, Don Howcroft, and Wayne Naylor, the 12th, out at the landing in Fairport. And Remember that, the bridges out there for anybody oh, going out. Yeah, Just keep pain, that in mind, make sure you go around. Ass. Yeah, Big pain. but uh, they've got a huge parking lot out there. Yeah, back, parking so. lots are fine. Just make sure you go the right way. <laughs> that, that, that's going to be a very special thing because uh, that was the last incarnation of the Energets. 
uh, my our Dave and my band from the 80s. Well, we had a horn section as well, but we can't afford them right now. <laughs> and then stay tuned for a legendary Duke's reunion. Yay! Yay! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronnie Alberts, the original drummer for Wilmer and the Dukes, is coming up this summer, and we've got a couple of gigs lined up. That's awesome. Those yeah. are going to be huge. Yeah, probably. And, of oh, course, yeah. the Baron The Baron every week has the Rumble on. Oh, yeah. Rumble, Rumble, Rochester Free Radio. Oh, what time, fun. place? 1 to 3, 106.3 FM. And I think we're going to start playing, too. And want to get this new band from Buffalo up and running by the fall. So. And cool. you want to give the name yet? or We're going wait. right now. Andy Lee and the Hoss Tones. Oh, I like that. Cow <laughs> Punk, baby. Cow mm. Punk. Cool. Is it going to be originals or like adding like some good old Both. think of like Nashville pussies? All I could think of at the moment. No, we're actually. I think of Boss Hog when I. Boss Hog. Boss Hog. We're <laughs> we're doing like you know Buck Owens. Oh yes. Johnny Cash. Dur- but dirtiest like the tombstone song. Has. The dirtiest song I think back in the day. I think you got to think who's going to mow your front yeah. lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know the. I mean, I was thrilled to see Charlie Lovin when he played with Lucinda Williams. That was like something. Oh, fun. at the armor. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the only people who said the sound was good because I was like, I was the up with Jenna Wine. Okay, you too. I was up front with Jenna Weintraub. Mm-hmm. Sounded fine, but I had friends in the back said the sound stunk. So it depends where you are at the armor. We were up it. like, oh yeah, the armor. Quarter away back. Up. I'll tell you though, Adriana had a gig in the basement. That place in the '90s could have been like for those rays where you do ecstasy the way it looks. <laughs> I never been down there before, but it was nice. It's like being in a cavern club. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never knew so, and then I know you're going to be playing, the hands are going to be playing soon again, aren't they, or not? Or Yeah, we're starting to look around. We're, you know, definitely I-square stuff. It's a you nice place to, to play. talk it to is. Deb about Photo City. Yeah, you should oh, talk oh, to Deb. Oh, by the way, anybody... Right around the house That's my corner. best friend. I'll talk to her. Anybody Please, who has yeah. not been to Photo City since it reopened, I was down there for Danger Bird and River Lynch and the Spirit Makers. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, I did a solo gig there. Kristen's there. She's awesome. She's fantastic and beautiful it's right around the corner from me actually yeah it's a cool Mm -hmm. place yeah we played there when it first opened yeah yeah we played a happy hour there uh with the vampire on stage oh my god (laughs) and our friend pat mcgill gave us some lilacs and don gently put the lilacs on nosferatu's arms and then i kissed nosy the then that gives me an excuse to go get takeout from Sticky Soul around there the corner, you go. too. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, and then there's Roar right over there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Love Roar. Place. Love playing there. Love uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been great. in there yet. Dee's great. It's a nice place. It's fun. Yeah. It's, that's what I described as fun. Yeah. Fun's good. Oh, I wanted to let you know we're going to be playing at Lux on September. Oh. Are they all they're open now? Yeah. I don't even September know. September 24th. Oh, we'll have cool. to bring that up cool. again. Yeah. Cool. Because okay. I know, I don't think the Bug Jars had a show since it started. No, and then also we're going to be playing July 24th at I-Square. I thought cool. you were going to say IHOP. Was like I was going to say IHOP, yeah. and I was like, mmm, pancakes. Can't have those. <laughs> pancakes and anonymous willpower. Oh, that sounds so toasty. <laughs> <laughs> toasty goodness. Well, as always, it's been fun. I wish we could do this more, but it's been long enough because people have short attention spans. Huh? Steve, uh, even if it's amusing people, you know how it is these days. But Steve, great having you on. you got to come oh, back. I, I will. Definitely There's so not. much like this is like the tip of the iceberg yeah. and everything. Yep. You know, we'll have like the Baron serenade you. 
Maybe we can have a guitar showdown. <laughs> Just don't play that banjo thing. I'm running. <laughs> right. You and me both. You know, if but you hear banjo that's cool. music, and then, paddle no, faster. I think we were going to play. The, we have all these musicians, but Susie gets to play something, I think, that she brought with her, right? She wanna yeah, play a song? it's called uh, Angel in Control. And, Love that song. And it's actually about my life. And the trauma that I had to deal with growing up as a child that turned me into the crazy woman that I am today. And the reason I wrote this song was to help people who have had trauma realize you can get out of it as long as you keep a positive attitude and just keep moving on and keep going. So. That's really, I mean, I always respected that too. You have some bands who do stuff like umbop, but then you have people who really mind their own personal life and bring mm -hmm. the spirit out. That's that's like, I think the best compliment anybody ever said to you was that one time at Johnny's where the guy went up and said, you can have one person here, you can have a thousand, you always just bring it all. Yeah. Well, I think do. all of you do that. Absolutely, yeah. we do. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's actually a lot harder to play to a smaller room than it is to play to a larger crowd. Yeah. And I think that's why I've always appreciated the smaller venues because you get to know the people you get to see them when you're playing in a big giant venue it's a faceless crowd right yeah you know like the kinks like that one kink song well, Ray, Dave, crowd. Ray Davies spit on one of my friends by accident he gobbed a luger when he was oh. talking my friend right? yeah. I would have gotten like a jarred cotton <laughs> <laughs> yeah. then, you know somebody now would be selling it on eBay yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. call Steve Lyons, check him out wherever. He's all over the place. Anonymous <laughs> Hardest working man in Rochester. And of course, the Baron, oh, you yeah. can check the Rumble out and then catch him live with the hands, the other one. And next time I'll tell the Dennis Jones stories about how I met him. Was like a dude randomly comes up to me, starts telling me Satanic Majesty's Request Them is the greatest Stones album ever. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jones. And it went from there. But thanks a lot, everybody. Have a good week. And Thank you, Rob. Bye. Thanks, Pleasure. Rob. Bye!
Surrounding me, hopped in my riding road to the woods. The law is my shepherd, and I. 